Winner of Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, Liz. That just all happened so fast, and I can't even wrap my head around the fact that I made it to the end, let alone the fact that I've won. Like, I feel like my brain is going to explode. If you said to me that I was going to win on day one, I would have just laughed in your face. I can't believe I'm here. Holy crap. And I can't believe I've won. I think my family and friends are going to be so proud of me because the way that I played is exactly how I am in the real world. I wanted to stay true to that. I wanted to be my authentic self. What a soap. Honestly, playing in Survivor is ten times harder than going to the Olympics. I can't even explain how grueling this game is, how physically, mentally and emotionally taxing it is on your body. And my body can endure so much more pain than I thought it could. Let's go, guys! Individual immunity is yours. My strategy to get to the end was to play hard, to take risks, and to push myself physically, socially, and mentally. She's strong, she's cute, and she's so sassy. The secret to my success in this game is being sassy, brutal, and saying it how it is. That little dog, will you be in an alliance with me? I would love to. Um, I'm kind of sick of coming here, to be honest with you. Is that a ciabatta or a sourdough? This is Survivor. You get what you get, you don't get upset. So we just got to get on with it. Oh, good. The person walking in on day one was a materialistic girl. I like the finer things in life. You would never catch me camping. Whereas now, you know, I've been sleeping in wet sand for 47 days, eating with my hands. My perspective on life and my perspective on what is important in life and the people that matter to me has changed so much. And I just want to get back to reality and strip everything down and just enjoy my loved ones and make the most of the life that I have. Making sure everyone was unmuted here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy Bruce, and we are here to recap the Survivor AU finale week. Mike, you got us? <laughs> I don't know if Mike has us. Let me see. Let me try something here. Mike, you got us? Ah! <laughs> technology well <laughs> let me see let me message mike here 
Let me message him. Yeah, this is modern technology. We love here. it. We love it. Well, we. we... Oh well. <laughs> see. See if he can. I'm gonna message him. Remove him and then message him here. Ah uh, no. Mike, you got me. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna kick him and then I'm gonna message him that oh okay. <laughs> this Hi. is fun. This is like <laughs> well, let me just start off by saying uh while I message Mike here. My name's Randy. I'll be getting us start I'll be your host today. I'm all like flabbergasted already. Um, but we are here to break down the finale episode of, or the finale week of Survivor AU, Heroes versus Villains. I can't do this alone, so I think if I can get Mike in, I am joined by the incredible <laughs> Chantel Francis from Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, Chantel, how are we doing today? I, I'm doing awesome. Like, I obviously love talking about reality TV. I loved this season of Australian Survivor. I've got so many people watching this season of Survivor. I got my mom. I mean, my mom watches reality TV with me, but like she had, she wasn't caught up. And I'm like, mom, you have to go and watch this. So she started it. She watched 10 episodes straight. She's like, Chantel, it's 6 a.m. I'm still watching Australian Survivor. What have you done to me? So I'm so excited with the winner, with coming here to talk to both of you today about this final week. Um, exceptional season, exceptional gameplay, all around an amazing season to talk about. So I'm happy to be here. And I mean, this is your second podcast today. So like, that's that's some <laughs> commitment right there. You know, I like to talk. <laughs> and then we also have, I hope we have them from season 42, Mike Turner. Mike, do you copy? Do we have you? Uh, you have, can you guys hear me? Yes. Listen, yeah, as got... you guys know, I'm an old man. This technology stuff, I kind of messed stuff up, but here I am. <laughs> Can't tell. I heard everything you said about Australian Survivor this season, Hero versus Villains. It was amazing. I'm actually gonna go on record and say it might be one of the best seasons of Survivor of all time. And I mean that. I That's I big think word, so. but I'm telling you, it was amazing. Everything yeah. about it. There wasn't a dud episode, right? Not no, never. one dud. There was none. every single episode kept you on like the edge of your seat, waiting to see what would happen next. And it, it thankfully we got three episodes a week for the longest time, and we didn't yes. have to wait like a full week like we do for Survivor US. Oh. Um, but it was just incredible, and we just saw the video package of Liz kind of walking us through her game and being announced as sole survivor. So I want to get your guys' initial reaction to when you found out Liz won. And not only did she win, she swept the jury. She got all seven votes. So Chantel, I'll start with you. What was your initial reaction when Liz was announced as the winner? Well, unfortunately, I got spoiled, right? So I went in knowing that's how it was going to go down. I had a feeling, you know, that King George wasn't going to be able to win this season. Like from, from day one, I, I was just worried about George. I had a draft going. I didn't even, I picked him, but I didn't even pick him first because I was like, there is no way they're going to let George get super far into the end game. And so I just felt that George wasn't going to be able to get this win, even though I wanted him to. And I loved him working with Liz this whole game, Liz and Shawnee, the Spice 
Spice Girls was probably my one of my favorite alliances of all time. So when I just was like, when I found out that she won, I was very happy. And I just was kind of watching to see how she was going to get there, what she was going to do, how she was going to take out King George, what she was going to say in her final tribal. And so I was really kind of happy to be able to see that she really did deserve the win when I saw it. Cause I just, it popped up and I was like, well, how is she going to get there? Like, how is she going to get the votes? I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to share her story in a way that was going to get all the votes in the jury, but how she did it in the end, I thought she had an exceptional, exceptional jury, um, you know, finish here to get her all those votes. Um, and so I was happy with her in the end, but unfortunately I couldn't see it completely raw because I was spoiled. Well, fortunately for me, I wasn't spoiled. I made sure to stay away from social media, everything, because I did not want to be spoiled. And like Chantel said, there's no way George can get to the end. I thought also, as a matter of fact, for him to get where he got was simply amazing. Yeah. In my opinion, King George probably played one of the best games survive I've ever seen. And I've seen every season. It was amazing, mm -hmm. but there's no way he can get to the end. And I knew Liz would have to be a part of taking him out. Yeah. And I knew that would be her hallmark for, for proving why she should be the winner. And quite frankly, she survived everything to get there. And not only that, her final tribal speech really was one of the best speeches of all time. She not only explained herself, she went on to help every, Matt explain why she was better than him <laughs> that she made. It was, it was incredible. Um, George, I thought played the best season, but without a doubt, Liz deserved to be the winner in the finale. And she was, it was amazing. It really was amazing, but I loved her right from the beginning. She was feisty. She was passionate. She was compassionate. She was everything you want to see in a survivor player. And then she also came through at the end. I was also spoiled, unfortunately, because I woke up super early before work one morning to That's watch exactly it. exactly it. <laughs> and I couldn't get it. They had, like, the wrong link up. So I'm like, mm, yeah. I, I can't watch. But, like, I post for our Instagram, and I knew people would be expecting content updates and stuff that day. So I'm like, I'm going to have to look up who won. And I saw it was Liz, oh. and I still had a huge reaction. I This smile that just came mm -hmm. over me. Because I think that's what... I think that's what I was hoping for. Not saying that, and we're going to get into their games here, not saying that Jerry didn't have a story and Matt didn't have a story, but out of the remaining three, I really wanted it to be Liz for the story arc that we got from her all season. I mean, we saw George take out Shawnee, her number one ally, and you kind of saw her instantly be like, wow, he just betrayed me. But then he, she got back with George. Then we see George take out and make the move on Nina. And then I remember this one scene where they kept showing Shawnee on the, the jury bench and then they would cut from Shawnee to Liz and Shawnee to Liz. And I remember thinking in my mind, like I'm watching a movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, Liz is going to kick your butt, George. You've done it this time. <laughs> and then he goes on to, to fool her again almost when, well, not almost, when he voted Shawnee off of the jury, which we're going to talk about that as well. So it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me tw twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, and I guess nah. I'm going to go on and win. <laughs> win the game. Yeah, fool me three times, nah, I'm going to go win the game instead. Sorry, it was It was so <laughs> incredible. And like, I literally, I'll just spill it. I've been so busy. I literally just saw her final 
uh, tribal council performance this morning. Oh, I finally got to watch it. And like you said, Mike, it was a masterclass. The way that anytime someone would, you could tell that Jerry just wasn't impressing anyone uh, at final tribal council, unfortunately, <laughs> Not but uh, unfortunately for him, but anytime they even tried to ask Matt a question, like, why should I vote for you? And he tried answering. She would literally interrupt and be like, um, no, I actually did that. So it was amazing how she was controlling where the narrative was going throughout the, the final tribal council. But I'm going to say one other thing, and I could be wrong about this, but I almost think George also controlled the narrative. I think he knew mm. who should win. And I think he asked that certain question. What did you do in this game? That was your own move. Knowing that Matt and Jerry had none because of him. And he knew Liz at the minimum had taken him out. And I thought he wanted to prove that, I think that if George had to lose, he knew that he should lose against Liz, a worthy opponent, as opposed to somebody being carried. I really think George had a hand in asking the right question. I agree. I agree. And I think also, for me, the satisfaction that a villain won, I was team villain all season long. Even sorry. though they were losing, they're going to tribal council. This was a season of villains. And I was happy to see a villain win this game. I couldn't have Matt or Jerry represent a, a, this season. Like, even if they played a better game, like, this was a season about the villains tribe. It was seeing the villains, what they did at every tribal council. All these tribal councils where we got goosebumps was because of the villains. I and agree. So I could not, I could just not see a world where Matt or Jerry were going to be the ones that were representing this season because they didn't. They were a part of it. They were an integral part of it, especially when the merge happened and the vigilantes happened. But this was a season of villains. And I was so yeah. happy to hear Liz say, I'm a hero wearing a purple sparkle villain's cape. Iconic. That was amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I knew. I mean, I was sitting there, and obviously I was like, okay, I think Liz is actually going to end up winning this. But when she said that line, that particular line, I said, "It. we might as well just vote right here. We don't even need to make the trek up there. I think it, because you saw it on Maddie's face too from what we saw um, from the edit where he kind of just sat back. And you could tell he's like, I don't <laughs> think I stand a chance here. How about this? She didn't even need Shoney on the on the jury. No. Nope. Think about that. Now that nope. was a lock vote for it. She didn't even need her on the jury. I'm well, and that's also something that Matt could have claimed. Um, I was talking with Sarah from Nertainment about this season, and you know, she was like, Matt had some things that he could have claimed as his own thing. He was the one that got like the Shawnee to be voted off the jury and not going with what George's plan was and getting like it, it was Jerry that got George to to you know in the end vote that way, but he was the one that got Jerry to vote that way for sure. Shawnee to be off the jury with his two votes, they didn't even need George, and so he could have claimed that as his move. So I was very surprised that he wasn't able to piece that together, and he could have probably also taken credit for George being voted off, but he kind of allowed Liz to take credit for that because. He also had that intention as well, and he did also vote George out of the game. So um, I'm, I'm surprised that Matt wasn't even able to articulate some of these moves that he actually did make, um, yes. and that could have helped him get at least a couple of votes. He really allowed Liz to wipe the floor right. with him, unfortunately. Speaking of that, in Final Four, did any of you guys have get the impression there was a chance Jerry was going to bow out in Final Four and say, I don't deserve to be here with you guys. I now did. think about if he did, because I almost felt like he was in a bow out. I'm not in the same class as you guys. 
you guys, we know that you guys were the players. He bows out there. George wins the game. Yeah. George wins the game instead of instead do of. We, do we do we think that Liz had no chance? If George makes it to the final three, do we really think that she has no chance? If she has like the same speech. Now, granted, a lot of her speech was I got George out, and that was my big move. Does she have enough ammunition to pry away enough votes from the jury to get so. to get as, the win? Well, as you guys know, I have a I have a little experience with final tribals and not speaking <laughs> and somebody speaking well against you. I don't think George is a master speaker. He speaks very well. I don't think Liz would have had as much of an opportunity to speak as much as she did had George been in the finale. Matt and Jerry were pretty quiet for the whole time because they had nothing to say. That's never been the case with George. George feeds off other people and how they speak. I don't think, I think George would have won. I think Liz would have had been okay, but I think George would have shut her down. But George could just actually just just say what he's done the entire game. He could be like, I first did this, and then I did this, and then I did... Like, he could just go through his entire... There was walk so much. His game. Yeah. Yeah. There was like, so much he, he did. So th- th- there would just be no question. And <laughs> even the fact that we see Nina whisper to Liz, don't you dare sit beside him. I think that that's saying that to Nina, like, like that Nina was planning on voting for George if George was in the end. Yeah. Haley, 100% voting for George in the end. And these, I think, would be influential votes um even simon i think would be voting for george in the end because simon seemed to have respected george's game being like you are like a great opponent like that's why i'm coming for you you are the best in this game and so right there those are three votes of three i think influential people i think that he would have been able to get the rest of them because i think george really helped liz with her speech and what she i agree say and she wouldn't have had that assistance and so she wouldn't have been able to kind of claim some of these things um if george was sitting in the end you you had people you had people literally asking george on the jury every time they made a point (laughs) yeah is that true whether it was maddie or liz or anyone saying anything they looked at george like well, you were the mastermind of the game, so you yeah. obviously know exactly who was doing what. And he also mentioned how the three people sitting at the end were his best friends in the game. That mm-hmm. was his alliance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know the truth is, think about this. George may be the greatest survivor of all time to never even win. Uh, I was going to say hot take, but I was going to say, you know, that's always been Suri, as yes. a lot of people. is. George, has George taken that? That crown I from Suri. So. I love Suri and I love her game, but I got to tell you, George, I love George's first season and this season, he did, it was a master class in, in how to play Survivor and manipulate. 100%. Think about how much he manipulated people that you would think he had no shot at all. No shot at all. And, and obviously, the, the tribal at episode seven, when he manipulated Simon into hanging himself, Oof. it was incredible. Incredible. That, that tribal alone. council, I had goosebumps. I was like shaking. I was like, I need to play Survivor. I need to play Survivor. Like, I'm like, I was so in I it because like, it's just I want to so do good. that. I want to do that. Yes. I need to be there. I need to experience this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. Chantel, we need to go out and play Survivor sometime. I agree yeah. with that. But for by anyone way, who's. Way, oh, yeah. Did that with no notice. He yeah. literally did it off the cuff. There yeah. was no plan. Remember that they had the immunity challenge right then and there. And he had to think while Simon's making fire, he went and manipulated the rest of them and came up with that plan on the spot. It's so smart. It's just like, I love smart gameplay. I love strategy. 
that's my favorite part about the game. And, you know, if we're just like to look at just a comparison with um, U.S. Survivor right now, it's it's kind of losing like the, the strategic element of yes. it. It's just, just going a little bit down a different direction. And so I find that right now the Australian version is a little more pure to what where I fell in love with Survivor was seeing these people using themselves and their mind and their ideas and their relationships with people to to better their positioning in the game. And so that's probably another reason why I'm really loving it is because it's just bringing me back to what I love about Survivor is like people using themselves to win. And I, I just thought it was so right. good. You know what season. else too about what's great is particularly about this season Survivor is that the players respected gameplay. Yes. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a they were, it wasn't petty personal. jury. And I think sometimes players get salty and make it personal. Yeah. It's not personal. You're playing the game. The relationships can always be real, but the gameplay is like you're playing poker. And if you're playing poker, I play against my best friends in poker all the time. And a lot of times I bluff them. Bluffing is lying. And when they fall for a dumb bluff, they're mad. They're even mad at me a little bit. But at the end of the day, they respect it. Damn, that was a good play, Mike. And I think sometimes that's lost. And in this season Survivor, I noticed that the most. The players respected the gameplay. Yeah. Even Simon, who you didn't think, like you said, he respected George's play. They fought, but he respected his play the whole time. Now, I will say we talk about, well, I threw out there that it wasn't really a petty jury, but there was a moment that some people could look at being a little harsh when Jerry was saying why he deserved to sit there in the final three. And Simon and Sam kind of went in on him here and said, do you know, do you actually know us? Like you say there's this age gap and Mike, maybe you can attest to this being there was an age gap on your season a little bit. Um, there's this age gap. I'm still sitting here. I had to adjust socially to get in with you guys. Cause you guys talk about football all the time and I know nothing about it, but then that leads to Sean saying, I, I actually barely talked about football and instead my hobbies are, I love climbing mountains and stuff just like you do, but you never talked to me. It was a one-way street, as Sam said. So where did Jerry go wrong in this final tribal council? Because it almost felt like to me going in, there was no chance. They had already decided that Jerry was not going to get their vote regardless. Yeah, but I also think Jerry's body language dictated that. I think, again, I thought Jerry was going to step out in the final four. So when he got to the final tribal, in my opinion, I thought his body language indicated I know I shouldn't even be here. I didn't do as much as I should have. And you're right. He, listen, at the, at the heart of it, Survivor is a social game. And mm -hmm. some people don't have that. It's just instinctually they don't have that. And they don't understand being social. I personally, I love being social. I want to know everything about everybody. I want to know what makes them tick. I Because I want to know where they came from. How did that little baby become that person? So I love that. Some people like don't even think of that aspect. And I think that's what hurt Jerry the most. Yeah, for me with Jerry, at one point I thought that Jerry had a chance to win the game. So I don't remember which episode it was, but it was when Jerry and Matt were both like, yeah, we're going to take George to the final three, and then you're going to win that final three um, competition, and you're gonna we're going to cut George at that point. And so around that time, I was like, you know, Jerry has a story here. He was kind of ousted by the original Heroes tribe, and then he comes and he decides to turn against them. He gets partnered up here with George. George, who's going to take him to the end of the game like maybe he could he could get a win here if he kind of continues with this narrative but I think then he stopped actually 
doing anything, but he thought that he was. And then he was explaining that, oh yeah, like I was, you know, lockstep with George here. And the jury's like, no, we don't give you credit with that. And so I think the fact that he kept on pushing the fact that like, I made these decisions with George and the juries didn't buy it, that that's where he kind of fell. Like they just didn't buy what the gameplay that he thought he was playing and he was just still going with it. And he also didn't show any remorse, any, you know, he's just like, well, this is the way I am. He never that, said sorry. That did, once he said that, I was kind of like, mm, you might've just dug your grave. The way he said it too, he's like, I'm not changing who I am. I don't have to apologize for anything. I get what just he's lie. trying. Just lie about it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I understand what he's trying to say. But in that instance, just apologize to these people. They want an apology. All you have to do is apologize. Like, and maybe I'm sorry for who that. I am. I'm sorry that this is the way that like I came across and just say, just yeah. say I'm sorry. And they would probably be like, oh, curmudgeon old uh, Jerry here. Like, but I think they just, it kind of rubbed them the wrong way. It, if anybody still doesn't like Liz's win, I'll throw this out there. She was two votes away from a perfect game. She received two votes all season. If the, if she didn't get those votes, she would have played a perfect game. Who'd she so, get those votes from? I don't remember right now. It was one from Sean. I don't know if it's the episode Sean went home. And then she got one from Matt, which I'm trying to remember when that was. But Matt <laughs> apparently voted for her at one of them. Um, do you know I was what a surprise that when Liz um was asked by George about like some integral moves that they'd made, um, why she maybe didn't bring up being potentially taking out Haley in that position because I, that that just never came up again. I thought that mm -hmm. that was something that was going to come up at least in some part of the game. Like I know George obviously shared that with Haley, like Nina was coming for you, but like I was surprised that Liz didn't say like I was an integral part of a move that didn't happen because we ended up mur or like, you know, there was a twist that happened in the game. Um, I'm surprised that she didn't bring that up. Sure. There, there was, yeah, there were some of the moves that I was surprised that didn't get bring up. I, you mentioned it earlier, Jerry, I was shocked that he didn't focus more on, he did mention it, but focus more on the fact that, he was really at the bottom. He was kind of stuck trying to talk his way out of being a being a pawn. And that was a, a major comment all season once Simon threw it out there that Maddie and Jerry were pawns all season, which it, it's a tough situation to be in. Right. Liz, Liz not bringing up the Haley move. I don't know if she had to. No, oh, she didn't have to. I'm just surprised obviously, that she did yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's just like, do we think I want to do, I do want to bring up the fact that the pawns comment kept coming up. That's a tough thing with survivor. You want to get in an alliance. It's going to take you all the way to the end. Matt and Jerry had this plan, make it to the end with George and then cut George loose at the right time. Do we feel like they were pawns in this game to, to George's plan? Did they not really have their own game? You said it earlier, Chantel, that Matt did have some moves that he, he didn't really said that. If he had said for. that, being like, I knew yeah. that I was going to get here this whole time. I paired up with George because I knew that he is a really strong strategic player. He was going to be able to take me and Jerry to the end, and we always had the plan of cutting him, and I knew that I was going to be sitting here in the final two or final three. And like, if he just said, just take ownership like that, being like, yes, I allowed Jer George to be out in front. Yes, I allowed him to be the, the showpiece here because I knew that I could hide behind him and get taken to the end and he would never be sitting here beside me. If he just had, just had a little bit more like, <laughs> let, yeah. own that game. You know confidence, a little more confidence. Right? Yeah. Do you think anybody would have believed him? 
I mean, if I was saying it, I think they would believe me, but maybe not him. I tell you, from what we saw, there's no part of me that ever thought Matt or Jerry were ever in the driver's seat. And quite frankly, they almost looked like they wanted to be taken along. I never felt that. I never felt that during the season. Matt a little more than Jerry, but Jerry just, I mean, quite frankly, when when Jerry said to Simon about um, he's sticking with George because he's the best of all time and he's teaching me this, and that's why I'm, wouldn't you do that with your mentor? I almost like, Jerry, are you kidding me, Jerry? You're just <laughs> telling us that you're being led by this guy because you look up to him in this way and it's ridiculous. He just, he literally said, I am his pawn. I will do whatever he said. But if he had said it, like, said all that, but been like, because I want I want to put him in a terrible position that I would be able to take him out in the end. So I want him to mentor me to the end and then slay my mentor, which is basically what Liz actually did, right? And right. She just- so here's the question now. Mm-hmm. So do you think if they get to the final three, they take George out? You think they could? I mean, their final four, you think if Matt <clears throat> wins, do you think they take Liz to the end or they take George? No, they would still take... Oh, uh, no, they're going to say they got rid of George, right? So they would have taken Liz no, and they would have lost. So you think, right, they would have lost anyway. So what do you think? Do you think that they would have had a better fight against George? No, no, I mean, no. I mean, I think the final three, this might be a little bit conspiracy theory here, but I think it might have been production giving George the best chance of winning the season, right? Yeah. I, I do think that that was in their. Just so, like, because if he got there, I think that he would have win, won in a landslide. Um, Easily. So, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to bring that up a little bit later. Because oh, there was some. Um, no, no, you're all good. Looking ahead, a little sneak peek. Because there was some, some rumors that I do want to bring up. Uh, real quick, before we, I want to cover this before we actually hit our commercial break here. Let's talk about this huge twist that got everyone up in arms. And I'm talking about this final four twist of we're not voting anybody out tonight. It's going to be a final three, which they told him, I'm pretty sure the day before or something like that, that's going to be a final three or a couple days before something like that. And instead you're going to be voting someone off the jury, which some people believe should never happen in the game of survivor. If you're on the jury, you should have a say in who wins the game. So Mike, I'll go to you first here. What did you think of this twist? Because it got a lot of people talking. Okay, so personally, I would have loved to vote a few people off the jury that was voting against me. <laughs> first of all, so I wouldn't have minded. However, in the overall scheme, no, I hate it. I don't think you should ever be able to vote anybody off the jury. I, I didn't like the twist at all. I think if you make the jury, you've earned your spot. You made the merge. You're living for the right to vote on the winner. You can't take that away, especially since you as the jury have no say in anything except for who votes for the winner. You don't compete in the challenge, so you can't decide. So I don't think, I, me personally, I didn't like the twist at all. I didn't love it, of course. Um, I, I agree 100%. I'm such a purist of the game. Like, I, I, I want, when you get to the merge, I want the merge to be the merge. There's no mergatory. I want the merge to be the merge. Yes. That's definitely a landmark. That's a goal that I want, you know, this, this is part of, like, what I loved experiencing in Survivor. And also knowing that, you know, when we hear Shawnee say, you know, I get my payback with my jury vote. 
And the fact that she got that taken away, like, it's just really, really frustrating for people that play. Like, they've been out on this game for whatever, 50 days, and however Johnny long they've people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, no, I, I mean, actually, she knew I it was coming, but. You know, she's great. And so I do I do agree with both of you that I do feel as though if you make it to the merge and you are on the jury, that you really should get to have a full and complete game and, and get to cast a vote. So I, I didn't love the twist, but it's better than it just being a non-elimination, right? Like it, it was, it, it could have yeah, been, it could have been yeah. a lot worse. Like, oh, you get to, I don't know. They could have done something that was worse. Um, so if they <laughs> wanted to have a final three, we were trying to figure out before, I'm like, I feel like it's going to be a final three this season. What are they going to do? They did something that wasn't horrible. I didn't love it, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, don't tempt them. Don't tempt them with doing something <laughs> worse. I just thought my biggest issue with it for those of you who don't know, there is a like television deal that Survivor Australia has to have a certain non-elimination episodes okay. per season. I didn't know that. Uh, so oh, there's, I didn't know that. there's apparently three per season. They have to have at least three non-elimination episodes. So that what that would have been the third, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that would have been the third. That's my problem. Is it came so late in the season? I would rather them use that elimination. I would have rather them use them at least two pre-merge and then maybe one at the very beginning of merge. I just felt like at this point, once you get down to the final six, the final five, you should, it should just be game on. There should be no more advantages. There should be no more, in my opinion, no more twists, nothing like that. At this point, you're on to the final six, final five. It is crunch time. It is raw survivor. I want to see you actually okay. playing the game. Would you rather? Would you rather this twist or fire making? <laughs> oh, I like fire making. I don't know my Fire making ain't so bad to me. <laughs> but you guys don't like fire making? Well, I I don't mind that like fire making. Like when we saw it with the Simon challenge, like I thought that was really cool. Like yes. it, it, when it happens organically, I I I think it's really like wow, like this is going on. I just. I didn't like it when it was introduced and why I feel it was introduced. It was to really help facilitate a particular win. And because Survivor is a social game, I, I, I felt that it took away that from the players that were playing that particular season. So I, I felt that, that I wanted Chrissy to win that season, but they brought the fire making in. And so it allows somebody that I didn't think was going to be able to make it to the end, get to the end. And so yeah, but I just had a bad taste in my mouth from fire making yeah, in that position. Honestly, I don't have an opinion either way, but even though it worked out well for me. Right? <laughs> if you're a Survivor fan and you're going on Survivor, I think you need to know, learn how to make fire. Okay, yeah, sure. Make fire. That's, I just... So everybody yeah. to be able to make fire. I agree. My, I just want to vote out there, though. I want I wanted, I wanted to vote out at that point. Yeah, no, but. I agree that my, my opinion on fire making is I like it. I think if there's ever a tie that can't be decided, yes. I would rather there be a fire making challenge than rocks. Than rocks. I think yeah. that's fair. And my only thing, I actually like the challenge right before the final three, kind of the earn your spot, but I want them to change it up. I don't want it to always be fire making. Keep them on their toes and say, this year, this is the challenge. Almost like it's a, a last immunity challenge. Almost like that's the last one. I agree with this that. This is the challenge. Well, I'm okay Two with that. of you going on this. Just change it up. Because at this point, everyone's expecting fire making to where they're playing for it. Uh, I know as long as I make it to the final four, I just oh, need I to know how to make fire. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I, agree. Exactly. I would like them to change it up. Even if it's holding a, 
holding a, a stump for five, eight hours. Just do something. Bring back the endurance challenges. I well, like we're... endurance challenges. I love them because it's pain, it's drama, and it's, <laughs> it's good like, TV. And it's yes. yes. You're right. It's mental. It's good TV. Yes. Then, we're... Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, no. I was going to say the final four challenge, when the waves were coming up and they're on this perch at the it was amazing to me. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that final immunity challenge. And then we're going to do the segment that we introduced on Wednesday. We're going to sit around the campfire, take any questions you guys might have, add those in the comments. And we're also just going to chat and gossip about our favorite moments of the season yes. and our favorite players as well. We will be right back. What's up, everybody? Coach Benway, the Dragon Sir. Hey, guys. This is Steven Fishback. I mean, I'm definitely going to win. I'm ready to bring it. This is amazing. Team coach here, out to a quick lead. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, I knew it was going to be this. It is not going to take much to derail a party. Are there swaps in this game? They kind of suggested that there were twists. Oh, my gosh. I just... <laughs> Each party is going to be eliminating one player. I'm 54, but I'm full of piss and vinegar. I'm not that thing for you. I don't want you gone. In five seasons of Expedition Online, this is the first time we've ever seen a crossroads like this. <laughs> I'm about to be screwed. And that was the most dramatic thing I've been through, and, and I went to a funeral today. Oh my god, Lori just came back. He's gonna be so mad, though. I think he's scared of me. Buddy, you gotta go. Bring them into your circle yeah. of trust. This is where great players shine. It's basically Ooh. the doll pal strategy here. Yes, Expedition Online. I am actually on that season. You guys might have saw me when I, I had my long hair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was rocking the long, I had like the rocker hair. I just cut it to start the new year. So Expedition yeah. Online, go check them out. I haven't rocked long hair in a long time. <laughs> Mike, I mean, you played you played an online game, and that's what Expedition Online is. It's an online yes. game. It's an online strategy game. They're fun. If you guys haven't tried well, them, go out. Let me say this. First of all, before I was on Survivor and through that experience, I learned a lot about the orgs and the online games and just the whole online uh, Survivor family. I really didn't know anything about that. I thought I was a huge fan because I watched every season. Not, <laughs> nope. not a chance. <laughs> I mean, so when, I was asked to do, when I was asked to do an online game, I was like, oh, how could this could be? And I mean, it's, ugh, I got to do, all right, I'll do it. I wind up having an, um, so much fun. The challenges felt real. I was nervous. <laughs> as, 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 I'm like, what the hell is going on? Which here? one did you play? I, I played, um, the one for give kids the give kids the world. What the heck's the name? I can't remember. Hearts the name. for reality. No. Hearts for reality. Um, I, I won that. I vanquish. I played vanquish. Yes. By the way, I won. And when I won, spoiler, I felt <laughs> I felt like I really won survival. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! My matter of fact, my wife's like, I'm not even gonna pay attention. So she would sit there and watch me play, and she all started. She's now she's online. She's typing. She's looking into the comments. So I thought it wasn't that good, but. It just shows. Listen, you give it a try. It's it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. Chantel, have you done any online reality I've games? I've done many. <laughs> have I, you won any? I've done one. I've won one, and then they came second in the All Stars version of that one. Wow. Um, so I've done some big, wow. big Brother. Like I'm really uh, Big Brother's strategy is what I'm like 
best at, I would say, um, just because you have a little bit more to work with. Survivors tend to be a lot about the numbers. And so sometimes if the numbers aren't on your side, if there's like, I don't know, a swap, you get swap screwed, like you could lose your game for, the game could fall out of your hands more easily. But I played quite a few Big Brother um, online games. I played a few Survivor ones um, and I've played some live ones. So in person, oh, um, there's some people that I know in Toronto that host these live reality wow. games of Big Brother. I've done a Survivor weekend one where I didn't end up winning. I should have won. I was I was definitely the the MVP of that season, but I got swap <laughs> screwed to being like the only person onto like a new tribe. And I made it through one. I, I talked my way into not getting voted out the first time. The second time I couldn't, but I won the battle back. It was like a three part gauntlet. I'm like out there treading water, answering questions like crazy madness came back in won a few immunity challenges but i didn't end up getting to the end they voted me out because they knew i was going to win so yeah you know of all trades over here that brings up a good point a lot of people don't realize in any kind of survivor game you need some luck too if yeah. you get a tribe swap and the numbers are against you or even if say somebody gets medevaced out you can get screwed like jenny did on my season without doing yeah. anything wrong. So you do need a little luck, too. The numbers have to fit for you, too. It's just a crazy game. That's why it's so awesome. Because even when you think you have everything masked and you have everything set and your plan is worked, something can happen that just do no fault of your own and you get ousted, which is obviously hard. Well, I haven't done as great as these two. Like, Mike <laughs> won the one he did. Chantel just I told actually, you everything I, she's I done. I forgot they actually should have won a Survivor one. So H-O-H-H, um, House of Haunted Tales is a Survivor-based org. And it was, it was you go as an alias. So, like, nobody knew it was me. And I was, like... I evaded being evicted, but since right before the merge, they were coming for me. I just kept on having to win immunity after immunity. And so I should have won in the end, but it ended up being a tie. So there's three of us in the end. It tied. And how they did the revote is that they already revoted before they heard, like, like we had to type out our, our, our final tribal speeches and stuff like that. And so I lost in the revote. So I came second in that one. But oh. I do, I still think I was the most deserving winner because, like, I. I, I played hard that season. All and I then can... everybody came off and like they're like, oh my God, it was you this whole time? Like it was, it was. That's cool. amazing. That's so much I mean, that's why if, if you haven't tried an org and you're a huge survivor or big brother or any reality TV fan, go out there and give them a shot. They're so really fun. fun. Uh, so I All real. I can say is Expedition Online has been happening since I think they started airing in January. And I, I made the merge. We just got to the merge. So, so I will. You're dateable. You're dateable now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, let's. Uh, the last thing I kind of want to talk about, we talked about that huge final four twist. We talked about how the finale episode kind of shook up. I do want to mention, Mike, you brought it up before the commercial there, and that was the challenge. I mean, this is a challenge that I think we're begging for Survivor US to bring back, or at least I am. This endurance challenge, all you have to do is hang on. There's no mental strength. You could say there is, but there's no puzzle that you have to complete. It doesn't matter if you're stronger. It is just hang up there as long as you can. And this was really fun to watch from, I mean, you had the loved ones watching from the sideline. So you had that whole aspect. And then you had Liz literally asking Jonathan. Turn it. It up. Yeah, go turn ahead, Jonathan. Up. Do another one. Twist I would have. Turn it. I think I would have started cussing at her. <laughs> I would have been like, yo, Liz, can we slow down a little, a yeah. little bit? Um, but no, it was super, super fun to watch. So what did we think of that, that final immunity challenge? 
Well, I love that they love torturing them because, like, <laughs> they just like that's what we like, want. <laughs> it's not going to be easy, guys. It's a lot of money. Uh, it's been a long season. We know that this sucks, but we're going to torture you one last time. Um, I just like I love those immunity challenges where it's it's really you have to overcome your own mind, right? Because we know it's going to suck. You know, your arm's going to fall asleep. It's going to go numb. It's going to hurt. It's going to burn. You're going to want to stop. You're going to want to quit. You might cry, but you're probably going to go through all the phases of grief and despair. Like, it's just, you're going to go through it, but you can. And like, that's what I was really excited about seeing people just overcome it you know that george is in the strongest guy even though he's been working on his shoulders but like he <laughs> he still lasted what over three hours if i'm not mistaken so yeah i just love that these those type of challenges doesn't necessarily take bruce brute strength it doesn't necessarily take mental like being able to be great at puzzles and and mentally be good that way but being able to overcome your own self to be able to hang in there i like seeing players be pushed yeah. to their limits because if you want it you can have it it just shows sheer willpower. Yes. It's mm, what you yeah, have in yeah. the tank, what your will is, and that's what I love about it. It's, like you said, guys like George, who may not be looking look like the most athletic, go against Liz, who's Olympian, and stand up there against a toe-to-toe -to -toe mat. It was amazing. But to be fair, I would have been nervous just standing on the edge of that cliff with those waves coming. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Jonathan, back up a little bit, brother. He wants you get swept away over here. <laughs> I was nervous watching that. But that's what the beauty of the setting, the twit, the time. Now, you know, watching, as every hour goes, you can't even imagine how much pain. And that's oh, why boy. the willpower is so. I just think know, of the boredom. Yeah. William I Ford, mean, I don't think you'd be of, bored thinking about how how am I going to not oh. think about this pain? You have to go somewhere else. <laughs> right, you, like, want, yeah, you have to you have to start counting sheep or doing something up there because <laughs> you have to focus on something else because it's a long time. You're with yourself, and those challenges show how deep you can reach within yourself to overcome an obstacle, and that's why I love them. It shows unbelievable will. Love it. How long do we think all of us could have? Last it up there. If us three were, I would last forever if there's a half million dollars on the line. Yeah, you know yeah. what I say to myself? <laughs> I want to find out, and I really mean that. I want to find out. I want that kind of challenge. And being that I was honest, I say I wish because I want to know how long I can reach deep and how deep I can go, especially at my age, to stay up there and not step off and not because you got to remember, you don't really fall off. You finally step off, and that's in itself a big thing to say. Okay, now I'm going to give up the half a million dollars and step off, not have to let go, not fall off. You step off, which is to me, I want to know how long it would take me to do that. I, I think, uh, I mean, I'll put a number on it. That is super inspiring. And I wish I could be like, I would be up there forever. I, I think I'd last less than an hour. I got this bum shoulder. I I'm like, I got the mat treatment, like everything that he tore. I had that gruesome injury last year. So I don't know. I'm a little worried about be being like this forever. <laughs> Um, but yes, if you guys are seeing the ticker at the bottom, it is time to go around the campfire, which is a segment where we can just gossip now. We can just, what, not saying that we haven't been doing that, but now we can just look back on the season as a whole. And like you said, Mike, this could arguably be one of the better seasons of Survivor. What is period. the better season? <laughs> it's the best season are, of yeah. Survivor I, I have, have ever seen. Wait, wait, wait. I have it's an argument. Wait, wait, I have an argument. It's one of the better seasons, or do you think it's the best? Season? It is the I'm best you season I know of Survivor. That way, 
I want to put Randy on the spot because you said it might be one of the best. What's your opinion on it? My opinion is pre-merge, I thought it was by far the best season. No argument. I thought it lost some steam at merge because I remember being frustrated at the blind notion of George still being in the game. I kept seeing these people not being able to get the numbers. They kept saying, we need to get George out. He will go on to win. And obviously it worked out for Liz, but it it started getting to a point where I was annoyed because I'm like, I would keep seeing people jump over and work with George, uh, say like Nina. I thought at one point, final six, final seven, they'd have the numbers to get George out. And then Nina went on that one reward where they had the hot tub, the Jacuzzi Alliance. And then Nina's like, oh, I'm going to start working with George. And I I know Nina very well. And I was just sitting there like, why? Why, why? get this guy out? I know why. Because that shows how great George is, not only his social game, but how he can manipulate people into thinking they need him. That's why he's the best survivor player. He <laughs> I agree. people who were totally against him, including Simon. You need to work with me to get ahead in the game. Think about that. When they all could have grouped together and got rid of George earlier. That's how good George is. And I hate to give it to him, to be honest with you. because, But he is. You, you, you can't help it because I think he knows how good he is. I would, I'd be working with George, even knowing how dominant he is, how much he would he'd probably stab me in the back at the end and he wouldn't have any remorse. Like, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I got to get right with you yeah. because it's too much fun. <laughs> You're playing Survivor was, there, and I want to play with you. There I was a call certain George point. right up now and tell him I want to work with him in real life. <laughs> there, was, there was just a certain point that I'm like, is this earlier on in the season? I was like, this is some of the best gameplay I've ever seen from all these castaways. Everyone came to yes. play, even the newbies. But I'm like, at some point, it got to the fact that I was like, are they playing? Is this great gameplay? Or are these players actually not playing that great? Because George would burn someone, immediately say, I'm sorry. And then they would just be like, okay, I forgive you. And that's why it kind of got a little. Nah, it's probably though me. a little bit because like in the end game it was all newbie players right so yeah. they don't have that killer instinct of like knowing that like okay now is the time to strike like they're they just don't know how to play the game without george in it they don't know how to take the the reins um from him and and continue on with their own path i don't know if they believed that they could get to the end and win without george being there and so right now george was their vehicle to get to the end because they it there would be a little more uncertainty right if George, if Liz cut George too early, they could all gang up on Liz, take Liz out as like an OG villain, yeah. and then mm-hmm. these OG heroes just go to the end. So I think that they probably got a little bit nervous about not having George in the game anymore, and that they would become a little bit more visible, and that they would be potentially the next target. And you know, if it's their first time playing, I don't think their second time around that they would be so willing to be going to the end with George. <laughs> I, well, I think that they would probably take a, a shot sooner. Or we just didn't see everything. That's true. You only get a certain amount of time. Maybe there was more work, which would make George even better player. We didn't even see all of his manipulation. You know, again, we don't even know stuff that was edited out, how much he manipulated before he said, I got to work with George. Maybe that's that we didn't see that also. Maybe George is even better than we even think. How's that? Uh, he might. Well, if, if George is so great, I did want to ask this question to you guys. Was this his last chance? Was this the best he could have played? Will he never get that close again? Because I do think we're going to see him out there again. He is a oh, legend and Australian survivor. And if they ever do this international season, AU versus US versus maybe even South Africa, 
Um, I do think he is a lock to represent Survivor Australia, but will he ever get this close again? He has finished second and fourth. Is this the end of King George making it to the end of the game? I think that he could potentially get to the end of the game again if it's if it's not a, just an Australian Survivor season. If it's like a global season like you're suggesting, I think that he'd have a better shot because I think that the Australian team or tribe would be really strong and want to keep him in the game. And so if he gets to like a merge point, like I do think that he could potentially weave his way in um, because people seem to forget how dominant he is strategically. It's yeah. like it's like they just forget that he he is the best game player that I've seen uh, maybe ever. Right. And so I think that he, I think he could still get to the end. I still think he has a shot at winning, but not just at a, a solely Australian survivor season. I think. I, but I also think lots of times when we're looking from outside the window, like we do when we watch in the program, we can see plain as day as things are happening. When you're in the muck, it's hard. It's mm -hmm. very hard to know you have a dirty room when you're in the room When you step outside it, you can see it. I don't. I think when you're playing the game with George, you don't realize how much he's manipulating and playing the game because you're in it. I think it's easy for us as viewers to see it because we're watching not only an editor part, but we're watching from afar where we're saying, why is it they don't see it? How many times have we watched Survivors like, what are you doing? We know you can't do it. <laughs> So yeah. I don't think we see it as well uh, inside the game. And like he's fun, right? He's if super you, fun. If he's you want so to play fun. Survivor, you want to play with George, you or want to play like with George. you know, you like I well, like in the future, I would want to play with Liz. I would want to play with Shawnee. I would want to play with Haley. Like these are the people that I want to play with. And so Heck, that I would play with Simon. I would even play with Simon. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him an actual cookie and say it's an idol and then make sure that he plays it. Like <laughs> I I want to play with these legends as well. And so I think that people would would also want to be playing with George as well. And so that might be a way for him to get in there with the fact that like he's just a fun person to play a game with. Have you guys it was met George? I've not no. met George yet. No. Oh my god, I hung up with George for like a week. <laughs> A he, week? A week. He's amazing. He's uh, amazing. And by the way, I met him when he came back from, from his the season, Hero vs. Villains, and I had no idea. But he was a lot of fun. And then I watched him. I'm like, oh, my God, George. I didn't know you had this in you, too. Like, I knew he was good. I didn't realize how much he had in him until I saw this season. The the crazy thing about George is this this type of character is exactly what Survivor needs. You know, there's been a lot of talk over the years about how Survivor US in particular doesn't have villains anymore. We don't really have, because it's a different casting process. We, we don't want to cast like terrible people, obviously. You don't have to cast terrible people to have a villain because George is amazing, but I love to boo him on the show. Like I want to meet him in yeah. real life. I want to shake his hand, but on the show... I was not necessarily booing him, but I was more like, I want him out. No. Somebody take him out. No, I like, just, dominate, George, dominate. I want the reign of the king right. of Bankstown. <laughs> Me too, but let, let's be honest. Did he really seem like that much of a villain? I mean, I was cheering for him all the way. I oh, I thought he was a big villain. Super devious. Because like, he played the game hard. I didn't think, I, listen, I think there's a fine line between being a villain and a hero. And I think Liz showed that because, like you said, she played both. But I also think, in some people's eyes, George was not that much. To me, he just played a great survivor game. Not even as a villain, just as a person. In some, I, I, like I said, I thought he was funny. I thought he was charming. I thought he was social. 
you know, villainous, yes, to a certain degree, but I think everybody on Survivor has to be villainous sooner or later to play the game right and to win. I, I literally called Jerry at some point, for any Star Wars fans out there. I called, like, Jerry was that little rodent thing that hangs out with Jabba the Hutt that because I always felt like Jerry was right next to George anytime he was making a decision so that's how I looked at him and how I saw him as a villain but um before we wrap up here we there was this huge article that came out this week that uh Chantel you brought it up a little bit earlier uh I don't remember the name of the article off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but basically it was a a separate podcast where a producer from Survivor Australia that remained unnamed, which oh was probably goodness. a smart choice for them. There, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> do we we actually believe this is a true thing? Because like, I've heard about no, it. Okay. That, no, no, I no. Um, but he came out claiming that Survivor Australia is rigged and they help people find idols. Like they would put idols in front of like they would hide idols at the water well and then tell George, "Hey, go to the water well." And then at the same time, they claimed that on Shawnee's vote out, not the jury vote out, when she got voted out of the game, that she was told by the producers, you're safe tonight, don't play your idol, which led to her not playing it. And that also kept George in the game. And the report basically claims that they wanted to keep George in the season because he was such a character. couple things here, and then I'll let you guys take the floor on this and give your opinions. One, I used to be a huge wrestling fan. And wrestling is is fake. And I still loved it. So really, yes, I hope this is not true. And I don't believe it is. But I still would probably watch and still probably love Australian Survivor. Two, if you guys go and read the article, and I will try to find it and put it in the link below, there's a lot of holes. For instance, they kept saying, and I got a lot of this from the nullified take. I have to yeah. shout them out because I, I watched Chris. their podcast on this. Yes. I'm going to talk to Chris tonight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're talking about the challenge a- tonight. Um, so him, him myself, and, and Drew from Angel Cake uh, Entertainment Channel, we used to do the challenge every Friday, but he, his schedule got too busy. And so we stopped talking, but we were coming back together to do first five episodes. Sorry, oh my gosh. Judge. No, but like, no, yeah, he's, he's a- my bud. He's my friend. You've got, is that three podcasts a day? Or are you doing another I one? Might, there might be a fourth. I might be doing a Survivor Rankings for 44. That is absolutely incredible. Queen energy right here. But no, so I had to shout him out. Go check them out, by the way. I, I, I did Chris. listen to his. That's amazing. how I knew about this, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I took a lot of this from him, but he pointed out some great points that they kept saying they would hide idols for George to keep him in the game. If he that's the case, one. he got one. One idol all season. Yeah. So it, it, exactly. And there was just some other stuff he pointed out. Oh, that I mean, they, that, that they, they told Shawnee, the they, they didn't tell Shawnee to play her idol or something like that. So that's why she didn't play it. And that's why she went home. I'm like, Shawnee being in the game, and that, that would have been a great move. Like, because George wouldn't have yeah. gone home in that case, right? I can't remember who was the split on. What? Uh, I can't remember either. But I, I just know that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of holes here that just don't make sense. And the final point that I wanted to make is Chris made an excellent point here. And that is, don't you feel if they're playing for this amount of money that somebody from the cast would have came out and said, this is not fair. This is that. So that to me is the biggest hole. Cause I'm like, well, you have all these people. Someone would have said something. Well, that's exactly the listen. If you tell one person a secret, guaranteed it's going to get out. If if 
a hundred people know the secret, which probably have to be at least hundred people know if they're doing this. It's going to get out somewhere. Somebody, one of the, if it happens to me and I'm on the show, I'm telling people, say, this is bull crap. This is what they're doing. And a lot of people, Shoney wouldn't have been like, oh, no, nothing happened. I think, again, I don't believe it. I think too many holes. I think Survivor, even Australian Survivor, takes a lot of care into making sure that everything's on the level because that's important to them and the viewers. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I do feel maybe in the first episode when George gets medevaced that maybe he stayed mm. for a little bit longer and came back into yeah. the game just to make sure that he sticks around. But I could, I could buy that, maybe. You know, uh, that, right. that I can see them wanting to preserve George for an extra episode if he was going to be voted out first and, you know, his allies, you know, I, I can I can see that maybe being a thing. But like who like a producer, like, is he a producer scorned? Like, why is he coming and, and giving this information? He's not going to have a job yeah. in the future. Like, who who's going to have all that information and be willing to spill it? Why is he spilling it? Is he getting something back from it? Like, is it, is, is it an expose that he's getting paid a million dollars for giving all this information? No. Like, what does he get out of it? Some clicks on his Twitter link? Like, I don't, like, I, <laughs> don't, I don't see the motivation other than a fan trying to stir up some controversy. Which, um, unfortunately, they got us talking. But, I mean, like, if you guys don't understand, fine. too, I know everyone here knows about these there's the NDAs non-disclosure agreement. So even if his, if his name does come out and he's making these accusations, he's going to be facing legal trouble. Yeah. I've applied for some of these shows and you can't say nothing without being like, you got like a million bucks on the line. If you say anything about the casting process, even doing like exit interviews, even exit interviews, I have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I did it for Australia, but I did for survivor South Africa. So, like, even myself, someone who's not playing the game and just doing these interviews, there is stuff I can say during the interview, and there's stuff that I can't ask during the interview. And so it's just like they have this stuff locked down. I was going to say the only thing that maybe I could see is the non-elimination episodes. That has also been rumored to be placed in favor of some people. But I I even have trouble. The people that they saved, these, these the three of them, were... Big, well, big they, people. they saved Jerry. Would they really be trying to save Jerry at that one vote where, or was it Jerry that no, was going home that Nina, night when he Nina. got, when he got, it was Nina going home that yeah, night? Yeah, it was Nina going home. Okay. You're talking when Jerry home. got, yeah, it was talking Nina. when Jerry got sent over. The people that were saved were, um, were Haley was saved, obviously, at that one. Um, it was Nina because remember, um, George yes. freaked out and it was supposed to be a, a tie and then the re vote, they were going to vote out Simon. Um, so Nina, Nina got saved when George got squeamish and like he decided to him and Shawnee switch their vote to Nina. So Nina would have gone home. I think she got four votes that particular episode. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, um, who was it? Was Liz, saved? Well, Liz, but I was also talking, Liz. I was also talking when Jerry got sent over to the villain tribe. Cause that was also oh, non elimination. So four, they did four this season. Yeah. Four. The, wow. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's why I, that's the main person that I was looking at. Would they really try to save Jerry at that point in the game? But the other three make sense. So I could see that argument. But I mean, Mike, you've been out there on the island. There's nothing you can say, I think, that will ever convince people, some people out there, that this is not that this is not rigged and you guys aren't getting fed food on the side. Like they just can't believe that you guys are actually out there surviving. You know what's funny is people say it to me, is it real? Is it real? I go. <laughs> 
it's actually worse than what you see on TV. <laughs> like, I think you're getting the watered down version. They really don't show how much we're starving, how dirty. Like even just going to and from tribal, what we have to do to get there. And then, you know, it's, you know, pitch dark. It's probably two o'clock in the morning. We have no idea of time. And you're getting on a boat to go to tribal. And but to get on this boat, you have to walk a quarter of a mile on coral in the dark. And you're walking by yourself and you're slipping and you're soaking wet. You get back, you are drenched full of sand. And it's so it's worse. It's not even like it's in no way are we out there being pampered, given anything. <laughs> Remember, here's what I tell people. Remember this. If we're being pampered, it's not good TV. If we're suffering, it's good TV. <laughs> they're not trying to make it easier for us. Torture them! Trying, they're not, it's so crazy. It's miserable. I have a question, though. I don't know if you're allowed to answer, so if you yeah. can't, don't worry about it. But I'm always see, when you see the camera, zoom in on the, the idol that they don't see as they're walking by. It happened a few times on this Australian Survivor yeah. season. Like, it seems like the camera is, like, up and close and personal following you guys around. Are they really far away? Because I'm always like, follow well, the camera and you'll well, find an idol. I mean, they talk about it, but the, the cameramen are like trees out there. Okay. You know, the first day you're out there, they're out there and you see them and you're like, Oh crap! There's a camera there, but no one. They can't talk to you. They can't chew gum. They can't have watches on. They are non-existent there. And quite frankly, you can talk to a tree, so you can try and talk to them. They don't answer you. They don't even I look at they, where they they're, where they but, focus on. Yeah. Right. So I, I I'm assuming because they're not close to us. They're okay. near us. But so they must do is they must zoom in. So they probably zoom when they zoom into. They know where an idol may be hiding, and we walk past it, and they zoom in. <laughs> they like pan and they zoom in because they know. But we have no idea that's going on. I can't tell you how many things in the when we watch the show. You're like, you know, I'm like, what the, what, how the hell that happened? When did that happen? <laughs> oh, so many times. I mean, honestly, we don't know. Okay. You know, again, I, if you remember, I forgot where I buried my idol, and I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell did I do it? Because everything was the same. There's nobody there saying, "Hey, Mike, they're, they're over starving. There. They're, they're tired. Over there. I'm starving. I'm in my underwear." I'm looking for an hour. <laughs> it's not a good look. They're not helping us at all. He's painting the whole scene now. <laughs> no, it's it's everything you think of. And I always say, I think it's worse. I really do. I mean, I said I had a great trip to Fiji, but the accommodations and the food sucked. Oh, uh, man. I mean, all I can say to everyone listening, listen to Mike's words. Listen to Chantel's words. And just enjoy Survivor. Whether you believe it or don't believe it, don't let this yes. ruin Survivor Australia for you guys. Because it is, I don't know about you guys, it is my favorite version of the show. No offense, Mike. Survivor yes. US is still. No, this season was my favorite. <laughs> I'll say one more thing. And Jeff actually just talked about this on his podcast. Um, they have a quality control guy out there. Mm -hmm. He looks to make sure nothing's fair. unfair. Nobody's mm -hmm. treated unfairly. Nobody's given an edge. That's what he's at because it's like a game show. Remember, you're playing mm -hmm. for a prize. In game shows, you can't rig it so that way a certain guy can win because you want him to win 40 in a row. Same with Survivor. They have a guy out there who's watching. They don't have, it, you know, like Jonathan was an amazing swimmer, Ozzy. So they had a, they can't have every challenge that has to do with swimming because obviously it'd be advantage. The same way you can't have every challenge be a puzzle because there's really small people. They have to mix it up. They have to make it even for everybody out there because they don't want to show favoritism and make it easier or to help somebody out. Man, well said. And this season of Survivor Australia did not disappoint. If you can't tell from this entire hour-long podcast that we've had, 
we all love the show, even though I was a little harsh on it. I still said it could, you. Be, dare you. could be one of the greatest seasons of all time, if not the greatest. <laughs> okay. season of all time. I'll throw it out. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. I, I will say before we say the exits here, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Make sure to hit that notification bell. Um, thank you for the patience with the, the live stream. I'm trying to figure it out. I was asking Chantel before starting today. I was like, how do I do this? Because this is our only only our second time going live here. Um, but if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to leave us a rating as well. We've got some very exciting stuff coming up for you. I know we are super sad that we have to kind of end Survivor Australia talk. But we do have one more podcast coming up next week. Abraham Tegwith will be back with our good friend Chris, who has always been a huge supporter of the show. He lives out in Australia, and he's got some hot takes about how he feels about the, the season worse than me. Let me just say, he's told me he wasn't maybe the biggest fan of it. So wow. I'm interested, yeah, I'm interested to hear what he has to say. What, what was his favorite season? Does, do you know? I, I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, but he, he, I know today he was going to join us today, but he didn't want to bring down the energy. I mean, I can go toe to toe with anybody. Oh, we would have <laughs> like, shot, shot him. Yeah. Down. It would have been, he would have been Locked. destroyed. I'll just say that. No way. Uh, there is a new season of Total Drama Island coming out. Yeah, that animated Survivor show. We're going to be covering it. We're going to okay. have some fun covering that. So we'll be working on that. And then next Wednesday, we might have a very special guest for our recap of Survivor 44, Episode 5. The Merge is coming up. So real quick, real quick. How are we feeling about Survivor 44, guys? Are we loving it? Um, are so, we I'm loving it? It's fun. It's I'm fun. Like Great right, characters, right, Chantel? Great exactly. Characters. I'm liking the characters, like the dynamics. It's just kind of fun. Um, but I, like comparatively to Australian Survivor, Survivor, I'm like I'm in it as like this <laughs> yeah. drama with this like you know it's just a, it's just a different vibe. But different I'm game. enjoying it, and the characters are awesome. I was gonna say right, Carolyn is amazing. It's a different game. They're two different games. Yeah, so very gonna, different. You know, yeah. love them both for what they are. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I I said that when I started watching Blood versus Water last year. You got to stop comparing them. These are two completely different games. So, uh, Mike, where can people catch you on social media, and what do you have coming up, man? I got Hoboken Mike, um, I'm Hoboken Mike on Instagram, on Twitter, and I'll be out in P Pittsburgh next week. We're doing a charity. And I can't think of the name, which is horrible. I should know all this off the top of my head. <laughs> However, I'm doing a chart. Me and Jonathan are going out there. We're going to play in a basketball game. And if you really want to see comedy, watch me play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be dunking on these people. I know you can dunk, Mike. Yes. I know. <laughs> also, I'm doing, I'm actually going to be at um, a comedy show next week in New York City at um, the name of the place is Caveat. Caveat in New York City. I'll be taking. <laughs> questions and answer about survivor and you know that's about it i'm gonna have a good time i'm busy, loving this life guys busy busy man and you know we're gonna stay in contact mike we hope yes, you sir. don't get hooked with us but we would love to have you back as always thank you and, uh, i love it. i had a great time it was a great time with chantel it's awesome hey, i know I, I, I we got chantel over here the podcasting queen trying to break <laughs> the record for the most podcasts in one day over here. <laughs> Good. Uh, my life. My life. Chantel, where can people catch you and where can we catch your podcast as well? 
For sure. So for the most part, you can find me on Instagram at ShanFranFran, but I'm also at Reality Realness with three S's. That is the name of my YouTube channel and podcast. So it's Reality Realness with those three S's. Um, You'll find me tonight for sure at 7 p.m. Eastern, like I said, talking with Chris from the Nullified Take about the first five episodes of the Challenge global that's been going on um we are we met actually chris and i a long time ago we started podcasting together and we like we made fast friends and we continued working together as we both started our own channels separately so yeah we we've kept in contact i, I talked to him pretty much on a regular basis and <laughs> watch all of his content and stuff like that so yeah i can't wait to talk to him later on today but on my channel, you'll be see me covering lots of different reality TV, mostly the challenge. Got some Survivor in there. Usually Big Brother, but Big Brother Canada this season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a live feeder, and if you're taking away the live feeds, it's gonna it's gonna break my heart. So, you know, you can find me talking about reality TV on Rob's a podcast, usually once a week. Um, Nellify Take, the Angel Cake Entertainment Channel, and my own reality realness. Love it. And I hope I, I'm so happy you joined the Survivor now family here Yay! abraham i'm so happy that he hooked us up you have an open invitation to come back but Yay! you sound you sound busy so we're gonna have to i'm, I'm, I'm always busy like I, i'm always busy so don't let it deter you <laughs> and you guys and you guys can catch you guys can catch us at survivor now podcast on instagram you can catch myself at i'm randy bruce i just i do have to throw it out there i just released my third single so definitely Ooh. go check that out what? i wrote it i wrote it about my girlfriend it's called thinking of you it's a super cute corny song so you can go <laughs> check that out as well on spotify so thank you guys so much for tuning in and it's time to say goodbye to uh, australia survivor oh, to, to, to wrap it up to wrap it up because i did forget to ask this what should they do next should it be an all newbie season should they all newbies, should there be a newbies. we need newbies i think they need a newbie season yeah. but i want a newbie season with fans i need them to be super fans and people that really know the show um because like i just don't know how they're going to be able to create these new characters like george without having people that are super big fans of the show I so agree. i um, want newbies but fans i want an island of the idols type season but i want it to be king george against queen Haley. And oh like, so just have the mentoring like a mentor thing because i know australia loves to they love to have returnees. They love to have the big characters. Bring Haley and, or maybe Shawnee, Haley or Shawnee. I think Haley would probably be the better story. Um, bring Haley against George. Have them pick their tribes. I know people are probably like, no, because Island of the Idols was eh. But I yeah. think they could. I think they could do it great. It's a way to get newbies, but still have your big characters as well. I think that's what they should do next. Well, they already did the figureheads of George versus Haley. Like, yeah, that's fair. No, it's I don't know if they can do that next because <laughs> it's already we already did it. But I can yeah, see right. that down the road, maybe. Um, being like, we're coming back to claim our throne, you know, with like our disciples here, and you know, maybe a few down the road, maybe a few people now that have seen them both play yeah. for a second time, being like you know gathering gameplay and maybe when they're doing the casting process they're like hey do you would you want to be on team georgia team haley and you know what i mean and like you may maybe get their teams developed like that so maybe down the road well said we're gonna end it on that thank you guys so much for tuning in what do you what season do you guys want to see let us know in the comments and as always we'll see you next time guys have a great night thank you peace